This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to FutureFile, your weekly podcast exploring all the technology changing the way we live, the way we work, the way we play. My name's Jeff Parsons. I'm the tech and science editor at the Daily Mirror and joining me is Shivali Best, assistant tech and science editor. Hi. And this week we're going to talk about Mobile World Congress. It's a big trade event um, over in Barcelona that happens uh, towards the end of every February. I've just come back from there myself. Um, it's traditionally where a lot of the the big new mobile phones, the big new smartphones get unveiled. Um, it's, it's a very heavy industry event for all things to do with mobile communications and technology. So uh, that could be new camera sensors for phones. It could be um, 4G or 5G technology. Um, it's kind of a, a chance for a lot of the industry to get together and to mingle and, in the case of some companies, um, show off their their new flagships. That's what we had this year. The two big announcements from the show were um, Samsung's Galaxy S9, which is their top-end flagship phone for the year. It's the rival to Apple's iPhone, which was launched late last year. Um, and Sony as well. Sony brought out two new Xperia phones, Xperia Z2 and Xperia Z2 Compact, uh, which will take over as their flagships for the moment. They're um, quite nicely redesigned phones. Um, and all have packing uh, kind of a cool a few cool new features um, and we'll, we'll get we'll get onto those in just a minute but there was uh, some other announcements as well from the show wasn't there Shirley? yeah so I didn't attend this year which I was actually secretly quite relieved but because I forgot <laughs> to mention but you did go last year I didn't did go you? last so year you, yeah you, you know you I've, know what I've it's all about it, I've done it yeah but I did it from London this year which was quite nice actually um, and I did hear about a few interesting products that got announced aside from obviously the big Samsung and Sony products. Um, so one of the biggest ones that was talked about um, was the revival of Nokia's 8110. Um, if that name doesn't ring a bell for all the listeners, you may remember um, the original one, which was released in 1996. Um, and it kind of has a slide down cover um, and it was also featured in the Matrix movies. It's the Matrix phone. Yeah. It's the Matrix phone. We yeah. all wanted it. Back in the day. It was very high tech back then. It was so high tech. Can I just say that I never got the Matrix phone? In fact, what I had is I had one of the other Nokias. And you remember the Nokias, you could change the covers. Do you no. Okay. So you used to be able to like clip them off and clip them on again. So it's yeah. kind of like have kind of cool covers. What cover did you have? Oh, I, I was a silver one, but it was a silver one with a slide down guard. Oh, nice. So it looked like it was the Matrix phone, even though it actually wasn't. Yeah. And it was all going great until um, I was, I think I was running to catch a bus or something and it fell out and it broke and, it, oh. and the springs came out and it was, it was, I was so gutted. Well, in 96, I was uh, four. So I wasn't uh, on so the mobile phones. you weren't toting stage mobile yet. phones at that no. point. <laughs> but I do, I do recognise it. Um, and I'm not going to lie, it it's does... so depressing. <laughs> you're not oh. that much older. It's okay. I know, but it, it really feels like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I won't lie. The 8110 does resemble a banana. 
It and does. I think they purposely brought out a yellow version to make it even to more banana And they Benani. did kind of, yeah, that's a word. Like, <laughs> um, they did acknowledge that it does look like a banana by having real bananas on the stand, um, which everyone obviously took pictures of. It's a very easy comparison to make, isn't it? It's the yeah. banana phone. It's easy to remember. If it's not the banana phone, it's the, it's matrix, the matrix phone. phone. Yeah. It's super easy. Yeah. I mean, it's only 79 euros. And unlike the 3310, which they brought back last year, it has got 4G. But, of course, it does also have Snake. It does have Snake, which is why everyone got so het up uh, last year for, yeah. the, for the 3310. Um, it's, it's a novelty phone, isn't it? Completely, yeah. It's this whole new retro comeback thing. Everyone gets nostalgic about when they were younger and it was one of their first phones. But As I think I it is just, a <laughs> just shown. prime example yeah. right here. But while well, as a fun throwback, I don't think it's really much of a viable product, do you? No, not really. I mean, I remember last year when um, they, they were sort of being put about that you might bet buy one of these for um, either a child or you might buy them to go to a festival or something. Yeah. It's sort of almost a disposable kind of throwaway um, sort of second phone. With a really long battery life. With a really long battery yeah. life. And that's, I can see that. But what maybe that doesn't take into account is the fact that you know, we've been we've had mobile phones for so long now that people probably got old phones in drawers mm-hmm. that you can still just you know whack your SIM card back into and use that as a kind yeah. of disposable one. That's what I've done when I've sort of gone travelling uh, yeah. to places. Um, but and also, if you are taking something like a thirty three ten to a festival, you're not going to have a camera, which is what ex- most yeah, people want. Exactly. Now, what so. are you going to do with it? Yeah. I mean, it's, it has it's, a camera, but it's quite a successful way, I think, to kind of get momentum around the brand. Still, yeah. you know. It, it's a it's a it's a marketing gimmick, isn't it? Throw it out there. Yeah. We're talking about it now. People might look, you know, look at it on on in the paper or on the site um, yeah. and see it. So it's kind of you know you can't fight the likes of uh, Samsung or Sony with kind of pure specs yeah. and, and geek appeal. So you go for something else. And I think they subtly then also kind of uh, brought out some other phones. Not that anyone's talking about them. It's way no. too. Well, it, yeah, that, the same thing happened last year with the 310. They brought out the Nokia, sort of the Nokia 3, the Nokia 5. It's this kind of comeback tour yeah. um, being spearheaded by a, a retro Yeah, I was at the, at the Nokia presentation last year when they announced it. Mm. And they waited right until the end of the presentation. And no one was really paying that much attention before that. And then the minute 3310 got announced, you saw everyone frantically Bang. typing Social away at their laptops, getting straight up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, yeah. Um, I think there is a discussion to be had around whether people really care about brands like Nokia and BlackBerry. BlackBerry obviously was one another one yeah. that everyone had before the iPhone. Yeah. But do you think things like Apple and Samsung are now just what everyone's turned to? Yeah. I, 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 I mean, the, the proof is in the pudding. You walk down the street, I don't see many people typing on Blackberries anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose it's, it behooves us to mention that both Nokia and BlackBerry are both now, um, the companies aren't what they were when we were, well, when I was buying phones, you were too young. I did have a Nokia. I had a 3310. I think it was my first phone. But those those companies are now owned by sort of Chinese conglomerates who are um, turning out these handsets, slapping the Nokia name on it. Um, BlackBerry is slightly different. They they have retained a sort of overview in that they, they want to check that it merits the security, um, comes up to the security standards that BlackBerry's always been known for. So they have some kind of an impact in that, impact in that area. But in terms of direct manufacturing... They're owned by TCL now, aren't they? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Sorry, BlackBerry are owned by TCL. Um, and, and Nokia is run by a, a company HMD called Global. HMD Global, yeah, yeah. Chinese company. Who they um, get very annoyed about if you don't mention when you write about Nokia. Right, well, <laughs> here we are mentioning it now. So, mm-hmm. But it's, you know, they have the, the power, I suppose, just by um, 
the sheer size of them to compete with you know it's economies of scale they can compete with samsung and, and sony and and apple whereas you know nokia just got totally blindsided as did yeah. as did blackberry research in motion or rim as it yeah. used to they used to be called um so may, maybe maybe there is still like some some sort of brand affiliation a little bit people go oh, i remember i used to have that um, mm-hmm. but i don't think it's enough to part money from wallet yeah, and um, I think people buying them for their their children's a nice idea. But when your child's then seeing other children on an yeah. iPad, they're not going to be happy with a little toy phone, are they? No, I don't think so. I mean, if it, I, I I'm I'm always in favour, and c- consumers should always be in favour of competition of of as, ma- as many cho- of choices in the marketplace. So if by bringing out these kind of gimmicky marketing retro phones they they get a bit of notice they get a bit of a mention then their other actual handsets kind of become great at what they do and people go for it then then great that's 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 really good Mm. um you know it's kind of working to a certain degree we're sitting here talking about it now um but i don't know if if it would ever kind of stop the the you know the juggernaut that is the iphone or the or the, the samsung phone I should say, though, that's us talking about the UK and US markets. In more developing countries, I think in places like um, India, you see a lot more people using these kind of Nokia 5 and that kind of thing. Because they're a lot cheaper, but do have some more of the high-tech things in them that the iPhone does have. Absolutely right, yeah. China has a couple of manufacturers that are, by um, size at least, some of the largest in the world they just don't ship to the uk or maybe the us mainland they, yeah. because you know they, they've that's got not their market that's, that's not, not their market yeah. exactly yeah so we're obviously absolutely right we're looking at things in this kind of little microcosm of, of european um, affluent user base um that's i suppose that's an interesting thing about mobile world congress because it does bring a lot of these kind of people together mm-hmm. um I remember we were talking about when we were talking a few a few weeks back in uh, about the consumer electronics show um, on a previous podcast. We were talking about whether or not it was still relevant um, because we said we could kind of cover a lot of it from London. We can get the big announcements, but um, that's from maybe a, a slightly a media point of view. I think from an industry aspect, it is still quite useful for all these people to kind of come and look and see what's going on and, and make connections and things. Even from a media point of view, though, you, you've come back saying you're really glad you went. Um, yeah, you on balance. I, I think it was a good thing because it's it's still about getting out there and, and meeting people and, and sort of finding out what's working behind the scenes and, and getting those leads, which is what, what we like to do. Um, I mean, the lack of sleep didn't help. The lack that of much, sleep but... is a little <laughs> tricky to get, but that was also a slightly self imposed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and for anyone, you know, here in the UK thinking, oh, Barcelona, what a lovely place to be for a couple of days, I can absolutely assure you the weather was terrible. It was freezing cold. We didn't have snow over there, but. The beast from the east wasn't quite there. hadn't but... quite hadn't quite hadn't quite hit there yet. Um, but let me just talk a little bit then about about the the sort of the top end of the technical spectrum um, because these new Samsung and Sony phones are, are very impressive pieces of kit. Um, as you would expect, the uh, the Galaxy S9 is launching at a price point of seven hundred and thirty nine pounds for the sixty four gigabyte version, um, and it doesn't really do a whole lot more than I think the S8 did last year. Um, they've tweaked the camera a little bit. So the one of the headline features, or the, both the rear and the front-facing camera, one of the headline features was the um, super slow motion, mm-hmm. which is um, sh- capable of shooting at about 960, not at about exactly 960 frames per second. Yeah. Uh, and what that does is that turns kind of like a, a sort of s- six-second video clip into like about two seconds of kind of super slow motion. No, longer. Great detail. Slow-mo. Is it longer? 
Yes. You're right. Yeah. Sorry, revert that. Flip that around. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's incredibly high quality. It is. Yeah. Um, interestingly, so that was that was one of Samsung's big announcements. Sony did this last year with the X One and have now again brought it out um, f- for their their new phone as well. Um, the Sony phone as well is capable of shooting um, 4K high dynamic range footage. It's the first mobile phone in the world to be able to do that. Uh, and, and what that means is that, as the, sort of the name suggests, high dynamic range, it's better at, at it captures a wider range of luminosity. So you get more detail in the pictures. It makes kind of colors look more realistic. The way it was kind of, the way I, uh, it was explained to me and the way I saw it was if you're shooting a video from inside a room, um, outside the windows will, it will be quite overexposed because yeah. the, the camera is trying to compensate to pick up the detail in the room so it kind of whitens out the, the outside, the outside. Yeah. whereas the high dynamic range balances the light so you not only get the detail of the indoors the dark indoors but you can also kind of see past and see the window mm-hmm. um, so it's, it's, it's really cool and the reason obviously I think why we're talking about this is because smartphones have become a little bit generic maybe the big slabs of glass so to differentiate and to kind of keep people interested you have to pick up on these features that everyone uses yeah and samsung's big push was people use the cameras now you know we rather than call people we facetime people or we Mm -hmm. or rather than um you know type out how we're feeling we send an emoji yeah um so that there was definitely this sort of feeling from mobile world congress this year of like right Let's not bombard people with numbers. And we try not to do that too much on this podcast either because ultimately, if you're going to go and buy a phone or you're going to buy a gadget, you want to know about the things you're actually going to use in real life day to day. How does it work? Is it is it something you should, you should be considering? If you do want to read about the full specs, though, we have got articles on all these new phones on our website. Absolutely. Mirror.co.uk slash tech. Great plug, yeah. <laughs> Um, but do you, would you, I mean, what do you, when you're using your phone day to day, what what are the key things that you look out yeah, for? Yeah, I think there's only a few features now that really are important in a phone. So you've mentioned camera. Um, most phones coming out now are getting dual lens cameras and more um, specialized cameras on the front for selfies. Um, I also think battery life is a big one that's important to me. Yeah. I have to take a charger everywhere. Right. Which is, is a nuisance. It is. It's annoying. Um, trying to always find a plug and that kind of thing. So a lot of people are bringing out bigger batteries with longer lives. So of course, yeah, because the the bigger the, the screen gets and the more advanced the components get, the yeah, more gonna power they're going to drain gonna, your phone. Yeah. Gonna draw. So for I had a little look at the comparison. So the iPhone X, which came out, sorry, the iPhone 10, I should say. iPhone 10. I keep saying X. I say X all the time. Yeah. yeah. That's their fault for calling it the X. Agreed. Um, their <laughs> its battery size is just two thousand seven hundred and sixteen milliampere hours. Um, in comparison, Samsung's Galaxy S nine is three thousand. And then if we look even higher, um, I looked at OnePlus's five T, which came out last year, has got a three thousand three hundred mm. milliampere hour battery. So I think it, that's a big one that they're competing on now, trying to fit as much things as they can in it with long battery life. Yeah. And that's really important to me, I think. Yeah, because, I mean, aside from sort of just the general purpose use, I was using my phone for, for, you go somewhere like Mobile World Congress, I don't know if you had this last year, everything is on your phone, right? So your boarding pass to get on the flight, on mm-hmm. the app, you then, to get 
checked into the the center, you download the app and you can do that to, to work your way around, manage your bookings, your, your meetings and all that sort of stuff on the app. A lot of people want to scan QR codes. It's the only time I've ever yeah. used QR codes is at tech conferences. <laughs> I don't. It's the only time. Yeah, um, having to tweet everything you're doing, tweeting, yeah, taking photos, and it just decimated my battery life. Yeah, did um, you have to take a charge around with you as well? Then? Uh, yeah. yeah, I had a little one in my bag, and I also had a laptop, so I was I was plugging into yeah. my laptop and drawing from the laptop to try and manage it. Um, but especially because this this app, the the official app that, that you can download, it runs in the background, so it's just constantly constantly draining, draining your battery. You. Yeah. Um, but I, I do hear you. I, I tend to be able to, you know, having a charger at home and a charger at the office, I'm kind of all right. Um, where I, I, I used to kill my battery when I was playing Pokemon Go last year. I never got into that. So. That was that was what, because that, again, that was yeah. another app that was it's draining It's YouTube videos it. for me, because I like listening to music on YouTube. Yeah. And that completely drains mine. Yeah. So I think that the companies now are paying a bit more attention to, to this I, I mean they, they they've always have done but it's become less I think a, a specs race with the other manufacturers mm-hmm. as it has become um, actual useful features like the, the I mean we saw it seeing it a little bit with the sort of virtual assistants and things and trying to like put stuff on there that people are going to use but you know nail the basics first yeah they're fun additions but nail the, the exactly basics, nail yeah. the basics get the battery life get the um, you know get the camera working well um, Another one I think is display as well. And display, yeah. So that's that's a good one. They, they, the the trend now is to have these kind of slim bezels, yeah, an eighteen by nine aspect edgeless. ratio, edgeless display. Um, and actually, that leads me quite nicely onto something else I wanted to talk about, which is another phone that was announced was the Zenfone Five from Asus, mm-hmm. who are a Taiwanese manufacturer, most known for doing. They actually started out doing. Um, kind of chips and processors and stuff and then segued into making um, personal computers and now smartphones and the Zenfone 5 um, was announced it's not coming out for sale and in, 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 in the UK until kind of the summertime but it looked to all intents and purposes at the, like an iPhone X mm-hmm. and they actually the company so it's totally sort of borderless apart from this kind of little notch at the top of the screen um, which the iPhone got got flack for when it kind of came out and asus has done exactly the same thing i mean you put the two together they and you would almost you would not be able to tell the difference yeah. and asus kind of called attention to this in their press conference announcing it and said i mean they were pretty upfront about it they just said well this is what users want this is what the market wants so we're gonna do it and for less money as well for much less money i mean the pricing hasn't been announced yet um again that won't come out till probably the phone is a little bit closer to retail so you're kind of looking at maybe around like, I don't know, June, July or something like that, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but they were just like, listen, this is what you just want. This is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it kind of got me thinking a little bit about how this nature of copying um, features and copying ideas. And we've seen it in social media, for example, where the Snapchat did Snapchat stories. Then Facebook did Snapchat yeah. stories, but didn't call it Snapchat stories. Um, and is it okay, do you think, to copy um, what other people do? Is it just the nature of the biz? I think it is. I really do. Unless you've got something completely different that's going to make you stand out, you want to have the same features that everyone's loving. Um, so unless you've got something really different, I think most of the phones have got the same basic features now. So, like, yeah. for example, last year when the iPhone X came out, they brought out these Animoji, which was one of the different things that no one else had really done yet. And what's got Samsung now done? Right. AR, AR emojis. emojis. Yeah, AR emojis. Yeah. So, yeah. 
That's it. Front-facing camera, face scanning technology, emojis that copy what you want to do. Yeah, so what even the big brands, they're just copying each other back and forth. Apple does it equally to Samsung. So, yeah, I think if everyone's doing it, you would feel a step behind if you didn't have the same features. And, and yeah, the thing about this Asus phone is it immediately got a lot of attention, got a lot of press because of the obvious comparison to the market leader. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I was the same. I, I, I had a quick look at it myself. Um, it's very impressive. Really? Oh, yeah, I really like it. It was slim. It was light. The display was crisp. Um, I couldn't, you know, it was a controlled environment. I couldn't really get into the using it like out and about and like you would with a regular phone. Um, but immediately, if you're if you're kind of an Android user that wants an iPhone X, iPhone 10, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> if you're an, if you're an Android user that wants an iPhone 10, you know, but you don't want to spend a thousand pounds, pounds yeah. then this is pr- probably going to be a viable alternative. It's got the yeah. same. It's got the same. It's got a dual lens camera on the back. There's a fingerprint scanner as well. It's thin. It's light, as I mentioned. It's got a headphone jack. Yeah. yeah. How has that become a thing now? I know. That we're like, as if that's like a bonus. As if that's a bonus. It's a bonus feature. Goodness sake. <laughs> Goodness sake. Um, I think it's hilarious they've copied the notch considering how much stick Apple got for doing it. So if you, if you don't know, the notch basically is they wanted to have an edgeless display, but in order to have a front-facing camera, they had to put this kind of black bar mm-hmm. at the top. And a lot of people have said it's completely ruined it aesthetically. And if you're watching films, it cuts out like a bit of the screen. <laughs> so the fact that Asus is copying it oh just to look gosh. like the iPhone X. What hilarious. have we come to though now? Where we're talking, oh, there's a there's a notch in my phone screen. It's <laughs> ruining everything. But you've got to have somewhere to put the camera or the the um, the the mic the earpiece as yeah. well, haven't you? Yeah. And actually, to be to be really nitpicky. The iPhone X, before the iPhone X, there was a phone called the Essential Phone, which was, um, it was an Android phone, and the name escapes me, but it was set up by a guy who um, was was kind of in the early days of, of Androids, I think, he, he was involved with making it, and then went off to kind of create this new phone from scratch, called it the Essential Phone. As far as I'm aware, it didn't do particularly well, but it did have that kind of full screen display. And it was, I think it was out a few months before the iPhone X came out. So mm-hmm. it wasn't, the iPhone X wasn't the first. It never, Apple has never been about the sort of being the first. Yeah. It's always trying to be about making it the best, I think, for the customer by trying to make it run as efficiently as possible and all that stuff. And in fact, actually, I suppose we should say, Apple doesn't go to Mobile World Congress. No, they don't go to any of these. They don't, they don't. I mean, CES, none of them. To, to be brutally honest, they don't need to. <laughs> um, yeah, they do their own thing in September they, every they, year. Exactly, they'll do their own thing. Um, but it does it does give um, kind of the other manufacturers a chance to to really sort of puff out their chest, show what they've got to 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 go and, and try and win over win over the customers. So, as I say, a lot of these phones maybe aren't coming out directly to market straight away, or they're, they're kind of concepts. But it gives us a bit of a look into where the mobile industry is going and you can kind of pick out some trends um that you that you might see whether it's kind of slim bezels that we've talked about or whether it's um dual cameras or like even talking and emoji things oh dear me <laughs> so right um we will obviously be uh, testing all of these um handsets uh, as and when they come out we'll be trying to provide the best kind of um the, the best advice for if you do want to buy if you do want to upgrade this year 
Um, and in fact, we're actually running a competition at the moment on our site, so you can win a Galaxy S9 Plus. Um, as Shivali mentioned earlier, all you have to do for that is mirror.co.uk forward slash tech. Visit that, and you will see it on the right there, in the on the right-hand side of the page. Um, so, yeah, make sure you go and enter that. You also win a trip up the BT Tower in London as well. That's right. It's not just a new phone. It's not just a phone. You get a nice trip up the BT Tower. That's a very cool experience. Have you been up the BT Tower? I've not, no. I might enter. Ah, (laughs) I'm not sure you're allowed to enter. Um, I have been up the BT Tower. It's it's quite a cool experience because it it moves around, so you you can sit in one spot and see this all of London. Nice. It's very, very cool. Um, Right, anything else that you can think of about Mobile World Congress that we need to tell the listeners? My question for you though, what would you, if you had to get one thing for oh, yourself? Good call. From good call. The conference, what would you get? What would I get? I think, to be honest, if I was going to to buy, yeah, I mean, if I'm going to buy something, if I'm going to buy a smartphone, I'm going to go for the the Galaxy S9, or I'm going to go for the Sony XZ2. Yeah. And the reason is is this: I I tell people this quite a lot because they come to me and they sort of say, oh, you know, what phone should I buy? Should I buy this or should I buy that? And I say, well. How? What do you use it for? It's the one piece of technology that you use every single day. You put everything on it. It's your, effectively, and we've said this in previous podcasts, it's kind of like your life. So if you can stretch the budget a little bit, if you can buy the best in the biz, um, and the best in the biz might not be naturally the one that is the most expensive. It might be the one that, that does what you wanted to do. So that's a great camera or or whatever. It might be a really comfortable sort of feeling handset um with a big screen so i would i would i would buy it because i'm like i use this every day it's my life i don't want it to fall down on me i don't want it to mess up um and that's it yeah i so i I don't i don't begrudge kind of maybe pushing the boat out a little bit and and buying one of the one of the flagships um because i say because i because i use it all the time and if people aren't as fussed about that then maybe they would buy a yeah. Banana phone, Nokia is the phone. Yeah, I'm going to go out and get an 8110. You're going to get one? <laughs> no, no chance. <laughs> I do I do remember last year talking about this with um, with Sophie about whether or not anyone would actually buy an oh. F310. I was just like, why? I, don't, I don't see why anyone would go out and get it. No, I tried it last year and was done with it in about two minutes. Did anyone like comment on it to you? Did anyone sort of spot you and say, oh, what's that? Because... In the early days, like you would get these new phones, and, and you people there'd be like kind of like talking points almost. You'd be like, "What is that?" And we were sort of wondering whether or not there would be that flip, and it would. You know, what is that? What are you using? Oh, a Nokia thirty three hundred. Are you kidding me? Yeah, this is why. Yeah. Did you yeah. have any of that? No, as well? I didn't actually really use it in public much, though. Oh really? No, it's not the kind of thing you're gonna play with on the tube, <laughs> are you? I reckon if I got it out on the London Underground, someone might have said something, but I didn't test that. No. Maybe if we get one of the banana phones, we'll try that out. That's a good shout, actually. Video. Yeah, we need a banana phone in yeah. uh, to the office, please. Nokia, um, if anyone listening? from Nokia is listening. Sorry, HMD if, Global. If, if anyone from HMD Global <laughs> is listening, um, please send us one ASAP so we can uh, give our thoughts. So I think that's probably about all we've got time for. Mobile World Congress um, happens every year. I'm sure it'll be happening next year, and we'll be reporting on it then. Mm-hmm. Um, in the meantime, please, please um, like and subscribe to this podcast go to mirror.co.uk forward slash tech uh, and have a go at the uh, Galaxy S9 Plus and BT Tower competition. Uh, And we do this podcast every Friday. So come back and listen to us next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks a lot. Bye.